give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 15 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a geeky mom. I've been a mom for six years now. I've been a geek for basically forever. I'm joined by fellow geeky mom, Regina McMenemy, who is head geek at the Geek Embassy. Hey, Regina. Hi. And our resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who's editor and founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com. Hey, Stephen. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I mean, I'm a little stressed (laughs) out, but I have played a lot of video games, a lot of different video games, and I have watched a lot of Netflix (laughs) <laughs> um, because I have had, I had nothing but time, so we can, yeah. we, I'm ready to go. Okay. <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> right. Cool. Yeah. Apologies, <laughs> listeners. We haven't recorded in a while. It's been kind of a weird time for we a all few had, like, We've all been through the ringer in the last two weeks, yeah. people. And like, and not like, you know, just because we wanted to play Spider-Man nonstop. Like, right. I still haven't funny. played that as much as I would like to have, but. Anyway. I haven't only because I've been playing other stuff. Right. Yes. Yeah. So um, last weekend, not this this past weekend, but the weekend before was uh, Girl Scout and Carrie, uh, which was my first time doing that. It was, Anna, it was our whole troop's first time doing it, basically. Um, it was cool. Anybody who knows me well knows that I do not have a good relationship with nature. So I'm really putting myself <laughs> out there to do this scouting stuff with Anna um but she had a really good time it was cool you know our troop was large enough that we had an entire cabin to ourselves we didn't have to share with anybody um which was cool uh the only thing was that it was like it's at it was at like a girl scout property um which is it's like a huge camp it's got like a lake it's got horseback riding it's got all that kind of stuff none of which of which we did because our girls are too little to do everything Mm -hmm. um But yeah, so we were in a secluded part of the thing, which is good because we weren't around a lot of teenage girls who were going to obviously be partying all night. But it was bad because we were really far away from everything. And so to get down to some of the common areas, we had to walk down this really steep trail. Um, (laughs) Steep enough that it needed switchbacks. Luckily, Uh it it had switchbacks, but and it wasn't very well maintained. When I'm talking about trail, I mean like trail trail as in single file there's the grass has sort of been cleared out there's some dirt it's kind of slippery in places Mm -hmm. and uh yeah that was that was not (laughs) not fun doing that but but the rest of it was pretty cool and Anna had a good time our whole troop had a good time so there were a bunch of moms there which was nice um yeah so that was that what about you guys What's been up with you guys? Uh, I mean, I've been I've been straight up unemployed for a month, and it's been a, <laughs> it's been a challenge. Um, yes, and and because I want to say, I mean, but I, I took the sacrifice for this podcast, and I played so many things. So I, <laughs> I took one for the team, right. for the content, yeah. and I. Um, but I also had surgery, um, and that was interesting. right. Yeah. That's How right. was that? Um, I have my follow-up today, and they said that I'm healing very well um, and that cool. I need to lose some weight. Um, That's which, what everybody tells everybody. Well, in <laughs> this know. case, it's actually relevant because all of my weight <laughs> okay. is in my abdomen, and I had abdomen surgery. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, so now that you're recovered, I'm going to tell you that the reason this happened is because you're fat. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's fair. I can't, really, I can't really get mad. I mean, because it's facts. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, but we're gonna be good. It's gonna be fine. Um, I'm recover. I recovered perfectly. Um, uh, I can sit up now, which is cool. Um, <laughs> Sitting up is good. There was yeah. a while where I couldn't, but I couldn't also lie down, so I had to like do this weird like half thing. It was really weird. Um, <laughs> if I sit straight up for too long, it's bad. If I lie down for too long, it's bad. It's like really weird. So do you have to get uh, like that that uh, hospital bed angle mm-hmm. thing going on? No, I just use pillows. There's no way I was going to be able to get a hospital bed. But I well, did no, I mean just the angle. angle of the bed. Yeah, not I had to get that angle. Yeah, um, yeah. I was very thrilled to find out that my couches can recline into that beautiful angle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy accident, and also my wife's glider chair, which I have not used for much um, since like we had babies. Um, yeah. Uh, that also had 95% of the right angle. So it was pretty good for most of the day. Um, cool. they also let me wear this very slimming girdle, um, <laughs> which, uh, was pretty awesome. You know, I wore it to a wedding and to one of my uh, job interviews. Um, uh-huh. um, so yeah, you know, it's right. been, uh, it's been an experience, but you know. yeah. Um, how have your kids been? I noticed your wife posted on Facebook that Maggie was giving you guys attitude about homework already. Maggie is a <laughs> demon child. Um, <laughs> the problem, the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. She's smart. She knows it. She's cute. She knows it. Um, and she's the yeah. baby and she knows it. And so yeah. she just has zero <laughs> interest in homework. And part of the issue is because she definitely has a, like I'm filling out her, her chart thing that like, you know, what, what do they call them? The, the Vanderbilt assessment scales where it's like, can your child sit down? Do they vibrate like the flash into another <laughs> dimension? Um, and she her problem, I mean, we talked to her teacher. Her teacher is like, you know, I'm, you know, you're, you are, she is sweet and very, very kind and she loves to share and she wants, and she's already reading at like a third grade level. Um, and she's in first grade and she's young for a first grade or two, but, um, I never know where she is at any time. Cause as soon as she finishes her assignment, she is up and out of her chair and somewhere else. <laughs> um, so I have no idea where she is. Um, I can never <laughs> look at her and it's because wow. she just, she literally just vibrates wow. much like the flash. Uh, so I'm pretty sure if she wanted to, she could vibrate into another uh, time. So yeah. That's a challenge. Um, yeah. And that's ultimately what the homework thing is about. Like, she doesn't need to, she, she needs to do the homework. She needs to learn to do homework, but she really yeah. doesn't need to practice because, you know. Yeah, that's the way it is with Anna, too. But she doesn't give us a ton of pushback. But, um, but yeah, we had um, a curriculum night um, last week where we go in. Uh, kids aren't there. The teachers talk about what they're going to teach and they, you know, give everybody a heads up on what Common Core is for, you know, parents who don't know. And um, and so we talked to her teacher a little bit afterwards and she's like, yeah, her literacy is really great. Her math is good. We're going to work on her behavior. And I'm like, oh, my God, again. <laughs> she's not with any of her classmates from last year. So I thought, OK, maybe this is a good thing. She won't be tempted to chat at all times and do things like that but apparently that is not the case so which i said it's it's very hard for me to relate to her because i never had behavior issues at all yeah Yeah. ever so um but yeah so there's that um how about yours regina (laughs) 
we had we had a really I think I said this like in our last episode, but we had a really hard transition back to school this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first last year was the first full year my daughter went to school at all, and then so this was the first summer break, and then return yeah. back to school. Um, so that was really rough. It's still um, a little rocky. It got mm-hmm. a little better finally, um, which was a relief for me because. Um, it's a very rigorous schedule I have myself this fall. Yeah. <laughs> um, teaching more than I should be teaching, probably teaching more than any sane person teaches. <laughs> um, because that's what you do when you're a contingent faculty. You take yeah. what comes when it comes. And um, it's exhausting. And it's been 16 years I've been working like this. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been hard but she's back she's back to enjoying school um i think that it took a while for a couple of reasons a little girl left that she really liked um Mm. the girls are outnumbered by boys now um i think she liked it better when the girls kind of had the upper hand to a degree (laughs) Uh, which they still do in a large percentage, I think, because they're pretty strong personality girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did take uh, my daughter to Rose City Comic Con. I can't remember mm-hmm. again if we've recorded since then. Um, and she had a great time going to that. And they have a whole bunch of stuff for kids and um, a whole bunch of great, ex- you know, stuff. And she just absolutely adored that. So I feel cool. con culture is important to start early. So, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Yep. We started Annette Pax at 18 months. So yeah. 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 Iris was nine months at her first geek girl con. Yeah. Um, and then she did Emerald city that next year. And then we took a couple of years off because, um, uh, eh, she just got too, she was too hard to manage her when she couldn't kind of like, yeah, she was too mobile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Games. So we're going to talk about some stuff that I'm going to say it's not old news, but it is, you know, older news than some of the stuff that's going on now. But one of the big things that has happened in the last few weeks is that Telltale Games has shut down, which is not cool. It's very sad. Um, It was very bad for all of their employees who had no notice, got no severance. It was very abrupt, right? Yeah. Like, it's just they were gone the next day, right? Yeah, they were gone. They they were told they had to leave the building within half an hour of being told. Yeah. So, and then they got no severance. Um, They uh, only had their health insurance for like another week after they got laid off. So, yeah, it's crazy nuts. And this is, they're in the San Francisco Bay Area. So, it's like one of the most expensive places in the world to live. And some of them, you know, young, single people were like already half of their paycheck going yeah. towards the rent and so um yeah so it's not cool um they're actually one of the employees has started a class action suit against them because they're violating um some of the noticed rules that are in place um the lawyers I, i've been reading some stuff lawyers say that they might not actually like telltale could get around the federal rule but california being california um Special snowflake. Special snowflake, yes. Uh, It's going to be a little harder for Telltale to to wiggle around that one. Yeah. So, um, you know, at the the end of the day, I'm not not super surprised by this because, like, the only thing I've heard out of them in, like, the last year, like, I still was getting their press releases. It was Walking Dead this and Walking Dead that and Walking Dead and Walking Dead. I mean, like, how 
is this still that popular? Like they cannot right. be selling these this game still, you know, and making yeah. a decent amount of money. And I'm like, you know, there was supposed to be another Game of Thrones game. They were supposed to be working on another um Wolf Among Us game. Um, I'm like, where are those? You know, like if they had right. done a, a Game of Thrones game last year, that would have been huge. Like, yeah. And I mean, and I understand that there's licensing garbage that you have to deal with in order to make those games. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean, throwing all those resources at Walking Dead and just, ugh, I don't know. Yeah, Walking mm-hmm. Dead's just over in general, but yeah, I, mean, I know. New season, but. Just yeah, I know. That's what I was gonna. <laughs> I was looking that up. I was like, "Is that show even still on?" Yeah. yeah, they just. I think they just launched the new season this past weekend. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, the 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 story of Telltale that I'm hoping you know maybe we'll get a no clip documentary at some point right. or something like that. Right? Like, let's just sick Danny O'Dwyer on it. But like, the, this is a this is a fundamental like this this is all about mismanagement this is about they didn't do it right um and one of the things that's important that a lot of you know this is a i think this is going to be a lesson that a lot of um that a lot of game fans will uh you know this is something that a lot of game fans are going to have to learn about right that um and you know they're mad for you know the internet is stupid but i know (laughs) that (laughs) Fans who pay attention, maybe in the moment, they don't have the right response. But mm-hmm. I know that people learn lessons from things that happen. And the the, the important thing here is um, the responsible growth, right? Yeah. Like they had the Walking Dead season one and it saved their company, right? Yeah. Like Telltale existed beforehand with a bunch of their own IP. And then they started spamming for licenses. They did two mm-hmm. that were bad, the Back to the Future and Jurassic Park. Park yeah. And then they did The Walking Dead season one on a new engine and it really like blew up. Yeah. But rather than take the time and build responsibly, they went from a very small studio to a, to one of the larger ones, you yep. know, like a, you could call, I would call it like a mid major, right? Like that kind mm-hmm. of, rep- you know, like yeah. it, almost big, 200 people. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. that's not They're small, huge. Right? I mean, I actually know a guy that worked there in their art department um, for throughout their whole yeah. situation and they grew too fast and yeah. they didn't focus on fundamentals and they focused on, okay, well, we're just going to take licenses Mm-hmm. And the problem with licenses is we don't know all those deals. We don't know. Yeah. The, we don't know. I mean, the reason they're doing the walking dead could be because it's just the best deal they had. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, it's embarrassing to see the way it happened. And man, does it prove that, you know, from my perspective, admittedly, I've never been worked at a game developer, but they need to, <laughs> there, there needs to be some collective bargaining on their part because this should never happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, were... you find that um, actually in independence uh, studios. So the ones that, well, I mean, it's different now because you can, pu- anybody can publish digitally. But um, back when I was working at independent studio, it was definitely the whole like health of the company basically rested on getting the deals lined up. And if you like didn't, like when you ran out of deals, then that was it. That was, you know, and it wasn't because the business 
doing their jobs, so to speak. It's just, it was, it's a difficult atmosphere at times. And I don't even know what TV and movie licenses are like to deal with, but with game stuff. So like my husband worked at that same company, Backbone Entertainment, and they had been doing a lot of stuff for harmonics and they just could not land the next harmonics thing. And then it was boom, they're done. But that's why I ended up living in Washington and, Isaac's at Microsoft now, so I mean it sucks, but at the same time, it's worked out well for us. So I can't complain. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, there is that. I mean, what's really frustrating? I mean, you saw like seeing on Twitter, like they didn't communicate even to their HR that something yep. was wrong. Yeah, there were people who were hired the week before across the country to go live their dream job, and know, all of a sudden yeah. the company got down with no severance. Unacceptable. Um, yeah, they're gonna win that class action lawsuit, but they're not getting anything. Yeah, yeah, it's the class it's, action lawsuit is not gonna help um, because there's no money. Yeah, if they had the money, they would be giving them a severance. So, um, you know, yeah, it sucks. The whole thing sucks. Yeah, so if you're really interested, um, The Verge actually has this really great. I was reading earlier feature, very very extensive feature on. Um, basically everything that went down it's called the uh, uh the tragic end of telltale games i suggest giving it a read because it's really insightful um so yes yeah, so that sucks i was really looking forward to a new game of thrones game because their game of thrones game was really good um they and that's one thing that they actually did right with a lot of these licenses is that they didn't try to tell the story that was already told in the show they did like adjacent stuff Mm -hmm. so game of thrones you interacted at times with Jon snow and with daenerys and but you weren't playing those characters you were playing and it was like it's it's a whole different northern house and the game was set right after the red wedding so like all the honorable people in the north were like not having much good luck right (laughs) at that point so um but it was really it was really really cool and you had real game of thrones consequences and i played through it i only played all the way through it once and pretty much everybody in that house died <laughs> except for one person <laughs> and somebody asked me like I, I told somebody and i'm like yeah my people died and they're like oh and then i'm like it's game of thrones man right everybody right. dies <laughs> yeah especially if they're good well, right yeah, if the good or moral, good, honorable people, like, yeah, they're, right, they're yeah. gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really liked the Borderlands um, one that they did. Oh yeah, same way, and it shifted perspective from characters back and forth, which I really mm-hmm. loved. Yeah, because um, I love that in storytelling where you go through it as one character and then you went through it. I really liked yeah. it, and so you know, yeah, it's 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 a loss for sure. So yeah. Hopefully, somebody will pick up on that sort of. I mean, not exactly that style of gameplay right. but just sort of people that are doing licenses about doing the the story adjacent to things mm-hmm. as opposed to taking the right the main characters and doing it that way so so that's unfortunate fallout 76 beta is launching this yep. week this Very week soon. yes yes we're recording on tuesday the 9th and it's launching this week lots of gaming press have already been and play it for a very controlled three-hour demo so you can find lots of impressions all over um i was reading uh the polygon uh impression most before and they said like you know the game is it's beautiful 
and it's got like a cool premise, but like the, the fact that it's multiplayer kind of gets in the way of things. Mm-hmm. So the person that wrote the, the Polygon article, who is it? Oh, Owen, Owen Good, um, said that he just kind of got annoyed um, playing with his, with his friends, quote unquote, which are other people at this press event, because he wanted to go off and follow like this quest. Um, and he's like trying to like read a ho- listen to a hollow tape, and then all of a sudden the chit chat comes in from his teammates, and somebody runs off and does something else without telling everybody. And said about that, of course, you know that type of thing would probably change if you're actually playing with your mm-hmm. actual right. friends. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is that there's no there are no human NPCs, which. Um, it's kind of a bummer. So if you do want to go play by yourself, which, you know, Bethesda has said is very much a possibility, you're not going to talk to anybody else. You're just going to deal with beasts and creatures and robots. <laughs> and it's like, eh, that seems like that could be kind of boring. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's, it's before anybody else got out of the vaults. So yeah. Yeah, no, no, I understand. It makes sense. But at the same time, just from a gameplay perspective, like they've been touting, you can play this by yourself. It's going to give you a good solo experience. And it seems like that may not be the case. I mean, I don't want to judge it having not played it, but it seems like if you want a really good solo story, you need something more than a robot to get quests from. So, um, but anyhow. You You can play World of Warcraft by yourself too. Yeah, but and there's a story a there. Well, yeah, oh, it's not I mean, great. Yeah, sort of. I mean, sort there of. is, but like, come there's on. There's several I mean, stories. It's there's <laughs> stuff going. There's stuff going on. I mean, I don't know that I would call it. A, it's gotten better, but like, you know, it's it's a this is a multiplayer game. So, yeah. um, this is an issue where they they, whatever they said, yeah, you can play it by yourself. They were trying to placate a the fallout audience mm-hmm. um to try and not lose the message and here's here is what i think if you're expecting fallout 5 it would be yeah. fallout 5 it um, would be yeah don't don't buy this damn game you're just going to yeah. hate your life <laughs> just don't do it save your 60 bucks here's the thing this yeah. game's getting released on pc so yes. you know what that means wait until next summer it's going to be 20 dollars right yeah yeah. Um, don't buy this game at launch. Let other people buy it. Let them kick the tires. Let them write the mods. Let them do the stuff. This is not a Fallout game. This is a multiplayer yeah. Fallout game that's going to be very cool, and maybe it'll be your jam, but I think that you need to not buy it day one. Save yeah. yourself 60 bucks. My God, there's so many other video games to play right now, and I'm going to tell yeah. you in a few minutes, I'm going to tell you a whole list of them. Um, <laughs> that you've been playing. Yeah. Yeah. That I have actually been playing, um, but like, don't don't do it. Don't yeah. just stop. Just stop. If you want fall, if you want to play Fallout in a multiplayer setting, because maybe you have eight friends and you want to go into a private server and you want to mess with each other. You know, I mean, my whole like the whole E three team, Regina, like James and Jesse mm-hmm. and all that. They're all going to be like in a big Fallout seventy six multiplayer server, and Jesse's going to just nuke everybody every day, <laughs> right? Because of course he is. Jesse, You've met him. Of course I, he's going to nuke everybody every day. And so, and that's no, their thing. There's no question that that's exactly how that's going yeah. to go. And that's their thing. That's And that is so yeah. different. But if you're like, right. I want this because I want another solo RPG, 
I will tell you, you should go by Red Dead Redemption 2 because I think that will be closer to Fallout yeah. than and Fallout 76. And, yeah. and that's not even a joke. Yeah. No, no, you're right. That was another thing um, that Owen brought up in his article is that how are other people on your server actually going to be? Like, if you want to play sort of like, you know, not straight and narrow, but to be a good guy, basically, like, there's no guarantee that the other person on your server isn't going to pop up and shoot you every time they see you. Yeah. And well, so they you know. do have, I did, they have made griefing is not going to be an issue. Oh, okay. Um, Cause they have very seriously put in like Todd Howard and them have really gone out of their way. I am not worried about the other people on the server griefing me um, because basically unless you like, if you shoot someone like the way the game works is if you are a problem and like kill someone without them, like asking for it and basically flagging themselves as PVP active, um, the game, you get no reward. And then the game tells everyone else that there's a bounty on your head and everyone else can see you on the map and you can no longer see anyone else on the map and they get a reward for killing you from your stuff. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to be a troll. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not worried now nuking people. That's a thing that can happen. That's just part of the game. But like you're nuking a settlement, not a person. If they happen to not be, you know, that kind of deal. So I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying, like, you know, like this is this is just unless you're gonna unless you really want that multiplayer experience, or you're specifically going in with a bunch of friends and you have a very yeah. specific way you all agreed to play, don't buy this game. Just yeah. wait. Wait and play it next year when there's a bunch of mods. And I guarantee someone will especially if you're gonna buy it on PC, someone will write a single player story mod for this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone yeah. will do it because the assets are all there, and then you can play that, and that'll yeah. be great. Don't play. This yeah. Um, so there's going to be microtransactions as well. Um, of course. Worth noting, uh, but they've been very vague <laughs> thus far about what they what it is. The currency is going to be called atoms, um, but everybody yeah. starts with five hundred. Um, so I don't know. They they haven't told us exactly what it is. Um, I'm assuming there's going to be tons of cosmetic stuff, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Although you know, Bethesda has not been um, crazy with microtransactions on um, Fallout Shelter. The, the only thing that you use those for on Fallout Shelter is to like speed things up. So um, I'm pretty yeah. I'm pretty confident that um, that it, it it probably won't be cash grabbing as it um can be Mm. okay but anyhow so steven noted he's been playing tons of games i actually haven't played any more spider-man really since we talked but over the weekends uh isaac ann and i played super mario party multiple (gasps) times we got it too how much fun oh my god mario party is one of the first things that i played with isaac like way back in the day and mario parties have been bad <laughs> recently they've just not had the same kind of like charm and stuff that they've had um in the past but this one does it is super cool and it's so nice to be able to play it with anna and there are multiple yeah. modes which is pretty cool like there's this one where you get in a raft and you're trying to run oh, down yeah. a river and do different stuff yeah it's um it is lots of fun highly recommended yes. steven have you got I, i'm assuming you got this and played it with your family I, yes i mean 
I have been unemployed for a month. <laughs> so my game purchasing has been uh, slowed down. Oh. Um, I would have gotten it. Um, yeah. It was in the cards, but we had to, you know, we, we had to cut back. Um, but I am super hyped for it, and it will be coming soon, hopefully, as soon as, you know, like I have yeah. work. You know, I gotta oh, okay, start getting yeah. paid first. Yeah, um, no, no, I understand. But everything I have read about it has led me to believe that it is kind of a return to form. I just want to mm-hmm. get back. I just want to rewind a little bit. You said that this was one of the first games that you and Isaac like played together, mm-hmm. Mario Party, way back in the day. That is, yeah. Regina, that is a testament to their marriage. Like they're never, <laughs> they're never getting a divorce or any of that. Not that I think that you would have, but this is pure proof that they are made of just steel because <laughs> early on in their relationship, they played Mario party and didn't break up. That's impressive. Well, That's and, impressive. and super puzzle fighter, super puzzle, super fighter, puzzle fighter is too. not, it is not divorce mode like Mario party. <laughs> well, and I, I've said this before in other, uh, on my other podcast, but uh, the first um, game system that Chris and I bought when we got together as a couple was the original Wii. Mm. Um, and I used to stand by the idea that like when you were having, you know, relationship or marital stress between the two of you, that a good round of Wii boxing um, <laughs> was quite therapeutic. Now, part of that was because I tended to be pretty fast. <laughs> pretty coordinated nice nice my dancer's experience yeah (laughs) so i had a bit of an advantage over my somewhat lumbering husband um (laughs) uh yeah i've i mean it's good therapy but the the game the nintendo game that i always said is like the divider the one that it's like the monopoly of of video games is mario kart Mm. Um, because Mario yeah, makes I guess. Mad. No, we've never had, we've never gotten really mad at each other oh, for doing anything like that. Because I, I think I've mentioned on here before that he said in our wedding vows that I was better at him at Mario Kart. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I think part of it, though, too, with, like, the original Mario Party on N64 is I bought him that N64. That was, like, the first Valentine. Valentine's Day present I ever got for him. Um, and I got him like the special edition with like the gold ocarina of time cartridge and you know all that kind of stuff. But so maybe that was nerds. <laughs> oh yeah. Nerds. I say that as I bought my wife a Nintendo 64 also. It was her first ever game console. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, so it's fun. that you just play with the joy. Um, uh, you can't use a uh, pro controller on this game. Yeah, but man, ergonomically is that terrible? My wrist was hurting so bad. Really, that. I love those things, but I have small hands, so that might. Oh, I hated it. I no, hate I love it. it. I love the way they feel. I love holding them. And really, I don't. E- I don't even know what it. I have small hands too, but they just. It wasn't my hands that they were hurting. It was my wrists, and yeah. I don't know if maybe we I didn't know. play as long. <laughs> yeah, we played all weekend, yeah. like. Pretty much literally all weekend. Um, yeah. But I mean, it, it just reminded me, we were like talking about how our, our wrists hurt when the N60, if people remember the N64 had that yeah. little um, joysticky type thing. Yeah. And some yeah. of the, yeah. the mini games in Mario Party had, you had to spin that thing really, really fast. And so rather than trying to spin it with your fingers, you push it up into the palm of your hand and then just use your palm and the hand and move very, very fast. And so after you had done that, 
for a while, you had like these markings inside <laughs> your hand of what the joystick looked like. This is factually correct. It is. <laughs> this is 100% pure factually correct. Um, so I am jealous that you guys have Mario Party. I am excited. You know what's weird? Um, I thought my kids were going to be really excited about that for like, you know, maybe like a Christmas thing that maybe we mm-hmm. could all play together. Um, my oldest wants to get Civilization Six for the Switch so we can play mm. Hot Seat Multiplayer on the Switch. Oh. Um, which is because um, he really likes the idea of that. And I'm just so weirded out by how hype he is over Civ Six <laughs> for the Switch. Like, specifically on the Switch. On the PC, eh, no big deal. But on the Switch, he's like, oh my God, Dad, it's the biggest thing in the world. Um, but anyway, oh, I, huh. I'm very glad that you guys like Mario uh, Mario Party. That is the endorsement that I needed. Um, I will be getting. Yeah. yeah. I just need awesome. to, you know, I mean, like food and stuff is <laughs> just know, like slightly so, around higher. I don't know. I'm kind of questioning your priorities now. <laughs> That's fine. You know, eating and gaming. I know. Well, it's not even me eating. Trust me. I can live off this. Um, <laughs> I'm, talking, I'm worried about my kids. They get whiny. <laughs> you, know, you can only feed a mac and cheese and ramen for so long. <laughs> Well, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're eating well. It's a <laughs> Although my oldest son does like ramen. Not the good kind. He's gross. <laughs> okay. he's, he's a 12-year-old boy, though. So, like, yeah. he's, he's going to reach that handful of years where, like, he's just going to inhale garbage food. Yeah. Ugh, it's going to be so gross. Yeah. Um, so, um, so what have you been playing, Stephen? Oh well, I know a few things because you've been posting on Facebook. Yeah. All right. So I want to start with Spider-Man. All right. I'm going to say three sentences, and that's all I'm going to say. Spider-Man is, without question, my game of the year. Bye. Um, if you give any craps about Spider-Man, like if you, if you like Spider-Man even a little and you want to play PlayStation 4, this is required playing. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no exceptions. Um, And three, um, I don't play games to completion, and I plan to platinum this game. I have never gotten a platinum trophy. I am platinuming it. Um, This game is just that damn good. So I played Spider-Man, returning to it. This is, without question, my game of the year. I'm not even going to waffle on it. It is damn good. Um, It really makes me wish that Insomniac would now take this and have a free the spare time to make Sunset Overdrive 2. Yes. Um, because they know how to make a video game. Um, but you know what? Uh, we're going to get like four Spider-Man games all from them over the yeah. next 15 years. I'm fine with this. Just make Spider-Man 2. It'll be yeah. great. Um, so that's that. The next thing I played is a bunch of The Witcher 3, mm. um, which I did not have to buy, for those of you wondering, like, where's you getting the money for these games? I've owned it for a while, <laughs> digitally. I bought it on sale for $9 on a flash sale. $9 for The Witcher 3. It's insane. Is outright theft. Like, I stole <laughs> from CD Projekt Red. I stole from them uh, because it was on sale for so little. Um, and I never even installed it because for a while those flash sales were becoming like Steam for me. So mm. I was like, no, I'm going to play this. Um, I played it. Um, I put in probably like 25 hours. I realized that I don't like doing the Witcher contract things at night because the game gets real scary. Then, um, (laughs) I met a, I met a lady who for sake of spoilers, I'm not going to mention, but, um, the, the, wait, uh, let me explain it this way. Um, I have never had a video game make me want to LARP more (laughs) 
in The Witcher, and this is what's up. Um, the little <laughs> missions, and, like the contracts, and like they are. I I would be stunned if the CD Projekt Red people did not like get some of it from like LARP from a LARP because um, many of like the big multi part missions where you're like the big story arc stuff were set up just like events that I have attended down to like oh look it's a combat encounter oh look now you have to look on the walls for stuff oh look now you've got a puzzle where they're going to read you a poem and you have to use the poem to figure out what's happening oh but look there's if you get it wrong a monster spawns and you have to fight it and i know some of that feels like standard like video gamey stuff but i just really felt like i was in a like i felt like i was larping just with a controller in my hand it did not hurt that I was playing the Witcher and I was with this lady with an accent wearing funny clothes that I wanted to sleep with. Not me, but like he clearly did. I was controlling him. I did not want to the digital character. So um, have either of you played the Witcher? <laughs> I started it and it just, did I meet, didn't get into the story. I didn't did play for meet, very long at all. Did you, did you meet Kira Metz? I don't remember. So she is, um, what's really interesting about it is that she, uh, her character, like this person is, essentially my wife's character in the LARP that we play. She's a a sorceress who is super bitchy. And I don't know (laughs) if you guys know this about me, but I really like bitchy chicks. I can't help it. Um, And she was super bitchy. And so I'm going through like this module more or less with this super bitchy wizard lady at wearing funny clothes and hadn't having an accent. And it felt like home and I loved it. And then, we had, and then the story continued, and then I reached a point where I was just done. Um, and so, like, I'm never going to finish the game, but, like, my story as The Witcher is over. Um, if you have an opportunity, if you like role-playing games, people listening, The Witcher, like, if you're going to, like, have surgery and be on your back for a while, and you're just looking for something to just do, yeah. The Witcher is cheap at this point, and it is an amazing experience, um, and just do it. You owe it yeah. to yourself to give it a try. Um, I ahead. think my expectations were set too high because before I started playing it, everybody was like, oh, man, the story's so great. The story's so great. And, like, I just I could not get into it. On light. Um, and like, maybe it gets better, but I was just like, eh, it doesn't okay. seem that different from other I, stuff. I think it was really just, a, you know, for me, it was just a generic sword and sorcery RPG. I was not mm-hmm. enraptured by the – how about this? I was not enraptured by – the whole story Uh um i was um it was the individual little stories that like really caught me yeah um you know like and that's the thing that really hit me like my relationships with individual characters and my stories with like you know like i was super captivated by my story with this kira chick Mm -hmm. absolutely captivated by it now, admittedly, as soon as I realized that she was a woman with a name, I was like, oh, well, that bitch, they have two hours of mocap sex with this lady. So let's see what I can do. Um, and so um, I was like, let's see what I can do. And I did. And you know what? I had this really awesome story. And it was, you know, like as soon as I was done with that story, I was like off to go do more shenanigans. Um, but it's re- it was really well done. The combat was cool. I played it on easy. So like combat yeah. was completely inconsequential and you know what i was okay with it yeah um so but then i played assassin's creed odyssey Mm. now let me tell you a story about assassin's creed odyssey by the way (laughs) spoiler alert 
yesterday, me and one Simone de Rochefort, who you may be familiar with, <laughs> did just yell at each other through Facebook Messenger about how amazing this game is. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, if it was Simone is always yelling online because she uses all caps and bazillion exclamation points yeah, all the I know. time. Because she is 100% hype all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and um, the uh, if it wasn't for Spider-Man, Assassin's Creed Origins would be my game of the year this year. That's how Ooh, strong I feel about it. Is it T? This game is oh no 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 um yeah say. probably all right so no it's not all right so maybe not efg's game of the year it would be my yeah. game of the year here there would be some discussion now if it weren't for spider-man like spider-man would be no matter what like even including god of war even i don't really care about red dead but like assassin's creed is so good fun fact you can turn off the blood in assassin's mm. creed That's uh, nice. second fun fact it doesn't matter because it only takes out the blood in basic melee combat it does not mm-hmm. take it out of like the predator shot for the bow it doesn't take it out of any of the menus <laughs> like so it really do- it doesn't take it off of the ground so right. indication what, was- what steven is saying isn't terribly hilarious it's not like regina and i are laughing he's being assaulted by his daughter <laughs> She's trying, she's trying to take my headphones off. I know. Maggie, Maggie, I need you to go. Can you wave and then go downstairs? No. no. Of course not. Um, you're going to go. You're going to go or you're going to go to bed. Those are your two choices. Um, so, the, um, so it, it's just crazy how... Like they gave you the option to turn off blood effects and it really doesn't do anything. Because mm-hmm. um, I tried and I was like, oh, how neat. And then it's just like, no, it doesn't really do anything. Um, it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the combat is really fun. It, this is the best Assassin's Creed game I've ever played and I've played a lot mm-hmm. of them. Um, if this is the direction that they're taking that franchise where it's just going to be an open world action RPG, fine. Yeah. Just fine. Um, the weapons are cool, and the fact that you can play as a female, and just be, the reason Simone loves it is because you can play as a as a as a woman and be like really gay. She's just like really into it. Um, spoilers: that's the kind of stuff Simone's into um, in a video game form. Um, so, it, like you know, it's oh man, it's so good, guys. Um, and it gets and it's, the story is kind of interesting. I, I yeah, it's really really good. Really yeah, it good. seems interesting to me. I'm just, I'm probably not going to get around to it. Like, I'm still doing Spider Man. I haven't bought Shadow of the Tomb Raider yet, but I will. Um, so that would be the next on my list to play. Um, so this sounds cool. Like, all, like many of the Assassin's Creeds have sounded cool to me, and I've never just got around to actually playing them. There's always um, been other stuff I wanted to play. So this is one. Here's the good news: they always make a lot of Assassin's Creed discs. Yeah. So there's going to be mad, like it's going to be free at some point. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe not literally free, but you're going to be able to walk in and get Assassin's Creed Odyssey for you know six dollars at some point. At which point, it's worth it. Yeah. You know, it's so good. I mean, if you like action RPGs, the story in this case is very interesting because there's mm-hmm. a mystery. It's a family drama. You do enjoy a good family drama when there is murder and sex involved. I know you do. (laughs) 
don't don't try and oh. don't try and front. You, you do love you a family drama when there's murder and sex involved. So yes, um, yes. Um, and the, yeah, so it's good. And I'm actually letting my older son play it. That's cool. All um, right, but I want to move on to yeah. um, to God of War. So yeah. you you finished it, yes? I did. Spoiler alert. I, I don't. I, you told me at one point that the twist had been spoiled uh, spoil for you. Was that the end twist that had been spoiled for you, or was it in the center? The thing that was told <laughs> to me is that the kid was Loki. Loki, yeah. Okay, yeah. The um, thing, the middle twist. I probably uh, should have asked Regina if she was okay yeah. having the war spoiled for her. Uh, it's totally fine. All right. So yeah, yeah. the thing that was spoiled for me is that the kid was Loki. Loki, the thing that yeah. spoiled for me was that it didn't end with a fight. Oh, and that yeah. really bothered me. Um, it bothers you, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't like it when games don't end with something epic. Like, okay, it was impactful, but not epic. Yeah. That was my issue with God of War. Um, with that said, it was an amazing experience. It's just that last fight with uh, Balder or whatever really mm-hmm. wasn't super epic. Mm. Um, and But they're clearly setting it up for, like, another baller opening for the next one because the next game is going to open with me fighting Thor or whatever. So like, like the the opening fight is going to be against Thor. So I guess that's probably going to be okay. I mean, amazing game, amazing game. Yeah. The thing in the middle that got me so excited, um, like I said, when we're spoiling was then you realize that he's going to this place where his ax doesn't work. So he's got to pull out the blades of chaos. Oh yeah. And when I found out that was happening, I was like, Oh my God. And I just used blades of chaos for the rest of the game because that was the weapon I was familiar with. and I knew how it worked. Um, but yeah, with the whole Loki thing at the end, like I, I was not expecting it at all and the kid's like oh yeah you know why did she refer to me as loki and i was like oh shit but um yes i mean listen we got i mean we got three more games i mean this is this is the story that's going to keep continuing um i thought it was it i mean yeah the blades of chaos thing was crazy um as soon as he like because this was one of those things where i at this point i let my son watch the games that Mm. i play um and so he saw it um, because I knew there was none of the, you know, it's you're fighting demons most of the time, right. so like it's yeah. gory, but like it's really not that bad. And he was watching it, um, and like he happened to be in the room when he's like, "I have to go," and you know, he, basically he implied that he was going to go pick up the blades of chaos, and I was like, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and my wife was like, "What? What's happening?" Like she was trying to follow what was going on, but with no yeah. context. I was right. like, he's gonna go get his old weapons, and Evan yeah. was like, all of them, and I'm like, no, the the important ones. Yeah, yeah. And put him on, and he was like, oh my god, he's got chains on his wrist, and I was like, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing. So, um, but it's interesting it's now as I want to go back and play the old. It did succeed. Yeah. It makes me want to go get the trilogy, um, because I think it's on PS4 now, um, and play yeah, it because, sure. um, I never got a chance to, um. I, it's just my fear is that I think they just might be too old, but we'll figure it out. Mm. They don't have the story, especially two and three. The story in the first one, I think, is pretty good. Two and three, it's Kratos is just mad. There's, there's not really much that goes on there. It was funny because there's a line in this most recent God of War where he like asks 
um, Loki, his his son Atreus, asks him if he ever killed a god. And like I sometimes I will talk out loud when I'm playing things, and I'm like, you should just say no. I killed all of the gods. Yeah, I killed many. <laughs> Because that's what happens in the original. He kills like every single Greek god except for Athena. I think she's the only one that he doesn't kill. Um, or maybe um, I'll hurry, but we're not going go to. We're not going to go into Aphrodite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I looked at. I, I looked at. The, I looked at my son because my son was actually in the room when that happened. I looked at him and I was like, my son's like he killed a lot of gods, and I was like, yes, he killed <laughs> Apollo and used he his killed- head for a flashlight. Yes. He kills Zeus, the very first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, 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 he's yeah. Bananas. It's yeah. bananas. It's absolutely bananas. And um, it was great. I think. It's, yeah, I, mean, I love. I love the story in this one. I love the whole parent aspect of it. It wasn't just between Kratos and Atreus. It was between the um, God. Now I can't remember her name. Um, the Hera. Yeah. Um, and her son, and it was just like on multiple levels. It was very much um, hitting the parent note, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, I yeah. just hope that the next game maintains the uh, playing with Kratos and um, well, Loki. Like I <laughs> want them to be like play together the same way because I really enjoyed that kind of controlling mm-hmm. both characters on a limited way. Um, I hope they yeah. just enhance that. Yeah, that was really well done. That's like one of the only games I've ever played that does that, that did that really, really well um, I, with the two character it, thing. It made me wish that they would redo The Last of Us to oh. be like that. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. So, okay. That works real good, guys. Um, I recommend playing that also. Um, but if, if you haven't played it yet, it's probably going to be on PlayStation Plus at some point in the next couple of years. So, yeah. Yeah, that is my game of the year thus far. God of War. I haven't played Shadow sure. of the Tomb Raider yet. Spider Man is, is close. Just I don't know. I have a, a history with God of War. I've loved that game since the first one, um, which is probably part of it. So, is there anything else then, Stephen, that you want to talk about that oh, you've been man. playing? What else did I, I? I have played. Oh, I started the last thing, and it's super super light. Um, is I have been playing uh, Cosmic Star Heroine. Okay. Um, which is I'm just it's a cross between Chrono Trigger and Fantasy Star. It's like a okay. cyberpunk RPG set using the Chrono Trigger system. Um, it's super cheap. Um, it turns out that I bought it before. Like I went looking for it because it was on sale really cheap, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh man, it's like four dollars. I should finally get it." And I realized I had already bought it at some point in the past and forgot. Yeah. Uh, so I started playing it. It's real good. Um, I recommend this for everybody, and it's coming to Switch at some point. Mm-hmm. Um. It, this is it's a really cool little RPG. Other than that, I've been playing cool. lots of little stuff. Lots of little yeah. stuff. Movies and TV. So New York City Comic Con was this past weekend, and lots yes, of stuff came came out of that, as always does. Um, one of those was a new trailer for season two of Star Trek Discovery. It's a pretty epic yes, trailer. It was a pretty epic trailer, wasn't it? It was pretty epic trailer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It looks pretty cool. And like I've it's said a bazillion cool. times, I'm not, a, I'm not a Star Trek person, but this still looks cool to me. Yeah, so. I, lo- I mean, I part of what I loved about season one was all of the twists in the story. I mean, like yeah. every time you turned around, there was just a completely different direction it was going. And 
this looks like it's not, they're not going to let up on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. And I had heard that because it didn't come back this fall. It's coming back in January, which I was a little like, well, I was sad about. Yeah. But um, I think one of the reasons why is because the continuity and the storytelling is going to be so intense mm. um, that they didn't want to have like a mid, you know, season break. Oh, yeah. Where you have to end in December for Christmas and stuff and for the holidays um, and then have to like pick up the continuity. So I think that that's the reason why they're running it in January. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched. I watched the trailer as well. They have like these little shorts that are already available on um, oh, all access. Yeah. yeah, which are little kind of like side stories. And the first one features Tilly because um, mm. everybody loves Tilly. So. Yes, she's awesome. She's awesome. Um, so, yeah, they there's those dropped this week. The first one dropped on the fourth. So okay. that's up and available. But I haven't checked it out because you have to re-up for CBS All Access. Right. To see I, don't know, I don't know if Isaac... Um... Drop that or not. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I dropped I dropped ours pretty much right after. I finished watching. There's another CBS show I like called Life in Pieces, the sitcom. Um, and so I um I finished watching that and then I ended my subscription. So I'm like, well, I don't know if I wanna re-up for Yeah. Just for a little short. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's part of the reason why they started that. Yeah. Well back on it. So yeah. January. Well, you know, if they're short, then it won't yeah. be a big deal. <laughs> yeah, this trailer looks awesome. If you wa- like watch trailers, you should go check it out. If you're weird, like my husband who refuses to watch any trailers and he thinks that they're the the devil, um, which I don't understand. They give but anyhow, I guess, okay. yeah, at times, but like, you know, like it's it, it's cool. Like I like to get excited for stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I mean, okay. to be fair, um, your so husband your husband's a giant dork, and you've known this for many years yes i think we can just all agree that we're all probably married to giant dorks because we're all giant dorks yes oh please oh please you know that i mean that with the utmost respect (laughs) i dress up like an elf on the weekends i can't i can't you know i I say that with the most like i'm declaring him as my brother right you know what i mean okay yeah but yeah, of course okay. he's got weird opinions about trailers. He's a giant <laughs> dork. Oh man! Um, so other trailer. This movie um, looks super cool. So it's Peter Jackson's next movie. It's called Mortal Machines. Yes. It is based on a book, which I didn't realize. I was looking that up today just to see. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to we'll, we'll see the movie or not, but I'm definitely interested in reading the book now. What so, in um, the hell is happening? <laughs> I've watched these trailers since the beginning. So I'm like, all right, Peter Jackson, he's my dog, you know, like in as much as any could be like, he's a fat bearded guy who is responsible for the Lord of the Rings and the return of the King is my favorite movie of all time. Full stop. Right. Um, So I got to love this man. Like what in the hell? London is a giant robot steampunk city that eats other cities. What? I mean, Elrond is in it. Like, I know. I'm just like, Elrond is evil. Elrond is evil this well, time. I mean, and apparently his name is... He's evil all the time. He's evil The alliance between humans oh, right, and right, right. Yes. over Mr. Anderson. Like, I just... Yeah. The whole thing... I, I Just Hugo Weaving is amazing. Like, this looks cool and it looks epic as hell, but I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand either, which is why I was interested in the book because, like, I mean, it, yeah, like you said, it looks cool. I, I 
sort of grasp a little bit like, like you, what you just said like cities are like these giant things that like consume people and other machines and stuff but uh they don't tell you at least in the trailer why that happened they hint at it they're like you know mankind was like a minute away from destruction or whatever like that yeah. so i looked up some stuff on the book and there apparently is the something called the 62nd war um but like I said, i'll probably read the book um and then I'll I'll know more about yeah, it. Then you can like explain a- to me what the hell is going on. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not just one book; it's actually a quartet of books. So, um, so that'll take you a week. <laughs> 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 so, so that trailer's out there too. It looks pretty good. I saw a, there was a teaser before some movie that we went to go see, maybe Solo. There was a teaser yeah. I saw at first, but this is a more in-depth trailer that was just released. Um, so other stuff that came out of New York City Comic Con is DC Universe um, Online is a thing that just launched. It's their um, streaming service. And so at New York City Comic Con, they announced a bunch of the original um, shows that are going to be coming to that. Um, Titans is going to start later this month, uh, then Young in January. Uh, Doom, Portal, More Young Justice, The Swamp Thing, Stargirl, and then they'll be ending out the year next year with Harley Quinn. Um, it's an which, animated series. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so, sure. I, yeah, sure, I know exactly. I'm, I'm not like crazy sold. If they were like going to do some crazy Wonder Woman thing, then maybe I would be all over that. But mm-hmm. it's the only place you're going to be able. I mean, you own Wonder Woman. I'm yes. Sure. So, like, yes. It. I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it's it's fine. This is this is our future. We're gonna get rid of overpriced cable, and then it's gonna be here's all these services a la carte. Um. Yeah. This this feels like one of the like there is zero reason for an, an our house to get it. Like when the Disney one yeah. comes out and it's like all of Star Wars and all the Marvel stuff, like they own our souls. Yeah. So yeah. Right. That, like I'm gonna have to, but like the yeah. DC, it's like, well, I'm not getting invested and. What's weird about it is since I know so much is going to get in there, like I'm actually actively disinterested in getting invested because I don't want the temptation. Mm. Um, I don't care enough about DC in general. I say that wearing a Superman t-shirt. Yeah. But, it, <laughs> but, my, but it's like my brother's, it's fine. It's way too big. Um, super weird. But like, I, it's just, I don't know, man. Like I just, I don't care. And yeah, it, it's, this is absolutely appealing to their hardest of hardcore fans. Yeah. And for them, I say, good on you. Right. <laughs> Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Hopefully it makes enough money so that they can justify making cool things to make their fans happy. Yeah. Um, Lord knows they haven't been making movies to keep their fans happy. <laughs> right. um, so, well, they get yeah. James Gunn now. So, yeah, I know. Is this the oh, next wow. story we're going to talk about? We're going to yep. lead into this. So James Gunn, um, the director who is actually fired yep. um, from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, says, screw you, Marvel. I'm going to DC now. Yep. <laughs> Which is and, pretty and awesome. And I'm going to go ahead and be wasted on the <laughs> worst DC property ever. Like, why is James Gunn not making Batgirl? Or why yeah, is James Gunn? Like, why is he not making Batgirl? Or why is he not making Birds of Prey? Well, I'm or wondering if they he think he's going to... Why is he not making Young Justice or a teen, like an actual Teen Titans movie, which yeah. would be so much better thematically for a guy like him, as opposed to 
that absolute pile of hot trash. Yeah, I'm thinking that they before we go any further. Right. Sorry. Uh, the, the, the the hot pile of trash that Steven is referring to because we haven't said it yet is Suicide Squad. Right. Okay. Hot pile of trash, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like a waste. It's like taking it's like taking Tom Brady and like telling him to go be the quarterback for some freaking high school team. It's like, yeah, he's gonna make it better, but like, who cares? <laughs> you know, like they, DC has why? Like, why is why is James Gunn not? being given like he's good enough he's proved that he is good enough why is he not just in charge of the justice league movie that they're building for i thought like, that's what it was i guess i was mistaken when i read it i uh, thought that they put him on justice league i no, guess they I put mistaken. him on suicide squad yeah that's not quite which is redemption worthy like, the only thing going for it is that margot robbie jared leto and will smith are really top tier talent yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Margot Robbie and Will Smith can both act in comedic films, but like, yeah. it's a waste because the, it, because it's just, <laughs> it's Suicide Squad is not even to the DC universe what the Guardians of the Galaxy is to the MCU. Like, he yeah. took a franchise that should have been useless and like really fixed them, right? Like, mm-hmm. He, like he took Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a huge risk, and made it its own thing. And now Star Lord of freaking Groot, Groot <laughs> is a household name. Freaking Groot, a talking tree, <laughs> voiced by Vin Diesel, is a talking tr- is a is a household name. Like the my like my grandmother would likely know who Groot is if she were still alive. And Suicide Squad is not of the same like. Those characters are kind of like throwaway piles of trash, with the exception of a really bad Joker and Harley Quinn, who, like, I don't know that I want my daughter to know who Harley Quinn is. Yeah. There are better, strong female characters in the DC and Marvel universes that I would like to see spotlighted other than the crazy murdering one. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean... a redeemable character. Right. Yeah, I think, uh, which is really funny, because have you ever seen um, DC Superhero Girls? I have. Yeah. I have, I have a five-year-old girl, of course. Uh, I right. Have. Well, I mean, I, Anna hasn't really watched it. But anyhow, but Harley Quinn is like, she's like, you know, a good character. Well, not yeah. all she's good just characters. A little wacky. She's just a little wacky. And they're a like, little wacky. Yeah. <laughs> and she's the most popular and yes. I asked, I asked my daughter, I'm like, why? Cause I'm like, this is so complicated for me because like, yeah. I don't want you liking Harley Quinn. My friend's daughter, who is a couple years older than my daughter dressed up as Harley Quinn for Halloween. And I'm like, why, oh, why yeah. anybody else, anybody else? And then I, I watched it and I'm like, oh, she's the funny one. Like yeah. she's yeah. funny. She's yeah, yes, Harley she's Quinn pie. is not freaking Pinkie Pie, okay? Right. Harley Quinn is a freaking mass murderer. Right, yes. She is not Pinkie Pie, okay? Right. And it's, I get it. That's how they had to market her. And, like, but, I mean, make Batgirl the funny one. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just don't know if it makes sense. It's just so yeah. dumb. Yeah. I don't like that show. I watched a few episodes. So I wanted to try to get Anna into it, and it just seems really empty headed. <laughs> I just like no, no, that's all right. Bouncing back to uh, New York City Comic Con, 
um, the, the, it's fine. You don't need DC superhero girls because She-Ra and the Princesses of Power is coming. Oh, right. Yeah. That, that is going to be the thing because I think that splits the middle perfectly between what DC superhero girls is trying to do and what My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is no longer going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and with humanoid characters, which will be unfortunate on the internet. However, um, I can't wait. So, like, I think that that's fine. DC Superhero Girls did a good job of being what it needed to be, right? Mm. Like, for what it is, it is well executed. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, there's going to be a whole slew of girls who want to know more about superheroes now that never, yeah. you know, that didn't have an in. So, I guess for what it was, it's fine. They're all going to be super terrified when they find out who Harley Quinn actually is. That's just. <laughs> That's therapy we'll have to deal with in a bunch of years. But um, She-Ra, guys. I see a lot of therapy the coming yeah. around. For the girls She-Ra is the like, truth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my, my Little Pony has been Anna's thing recently. Like, she wakes up early on school days so that she can watch some TV before she goes to school. Because mm-hmm. um, she wakes up before I do. She'll come. I always tell her, I'm going to tell her that, well, no, I shouldn't tell her this, but I've always told her that she can't go downstairs um, when Isaac and I are sleeping unless she comes and asks first. So she asks like 45, 45 minutes, like before my alarm goes off, she's at the door, mom, mom, can I go downstairs and watch TV? And I'm like, yes, just go. Could be worse. My kids would be getting up at six in the morning to go downstairs to play Fortnite. Yeah, uh, could be I worse. Guess. Yeah, you know the the only problem that I have with that is that they play in playground mode and fight about it instead oh. of playing like the real way. Just, I hate I, that's a story for next week, right? Yeah. Or yeah. next episode. I'll okay. rant about Fortnite books and comics. I'm actually reading something. I'm so excited. Yay! What are you reading? I am reading um, The Girl with the Red Balloon um, by Catherine Locke, which is part of a series called The Balloon Makers. Um, And it's actually for a like event they did for my library, my local library Mm. um, had it available so everybody could check it out and everybody could be reading like the same book at the same time. And it's a young adult um, book. And um, I'll just read the descriptions pretty short when 16 year old Ellie Baum accidentally time travels via red balloon to 1988 East Berlin. She's caught up in a conspiracy of history and magic. She meets members of an underground guild in East Berlin who use balloons and magic to help people escape over the wall. But even to the balloon makers, Ellie's time travel is a mystery. When it Mm. becomes clear that someone is using dark magic to change history, Ellie must risk everything, including her only way home to stop the process. Hmm. And yeah, that does sound interesting. I had so I'd heard cool. the title before, but mm-hmm. yeah. It's so cool because it's a multiple perspective. So it goes back and forth between Ellie and the balloon runner that she meets um, and her grandfather's story of being in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just, I, I'm loving the way that it's been, it's vignettes. So it's, oh, it's not vignettes really. Um, Says so there's a continuous story and then there's sort of flashbacks to his story that yeah. links so yeah um, yeah that's cool um multiple point of view stuff is very cool when it's well done yes um i am currently reading times convert which is the latest deborah harkness novel in the all souls universe um which steven i'm sure is very familiar loves it 
So, but this yep. is, that, that was a trilogy. Um, it was an amazing trilogy. So this is her first book in that universe that is not part of that trilogy. And it is primarily the backstory of one of the characters, or at least that's the way it was marketed. But point, it does some point of view shifts that are really forced and like, there's, there are like two side plots going on. And I think like one of them could, its own book like they were they seem like they're crammed together and it's really forced so like um the the character that whose backstory is being told was actually made a vampire during the revolutionary war and so it's trying to tell his story but the the point of view in the in the trilogy was all through um diana who's this witch and it was in first person so it's very forced because it's like you've got diana's voice saying like hey this and Marcus is like, well, hey, let me tell you. And it just feels like, like yeah. even though like Diana is the awesome main character in the trilogy, I'm like, I just want her to go away. She doesn't <laughs> need to be here. Why is she here? Um, and it's getting a little better. And there's a, there's a storyline going with her um, on its own. But like I said, I think it might, unless this whole thing comes together at the end in some unexpected way, which it might. Um, I feel like it should have been two books, but um, I'm about halfway done with it now. It's not as forced as it was. It's, it seemed like um, Deborah Harkness, the writer, that maybe she was struggling in the beginning. Like she knew the story she wanted to tell. She was just having a hard time. Like getting it um, out. Getting it. Yeah. yeah. So, which I can relate to. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. So, so I've got that. Now I'm interested. I'm probably going to read the um, more machines at least the first one and then um in november fire and blood comes out which is the history of the targaryens from the game of thrones universe and hence more um more proof that george r R. martin is not going to oh he's definitely not he's definitely not so now here's the question are you going to finish fire and blood and then go rewatch the series again so you can like see it with that knowledge in mind well i already have because a lot of it was in that huge tome of a book that i got Oh, okay. um, yeah, so I'm mean, not as much detail as I'm. I'm sure this book is going to go into, but I, I have the general sort of knowledge. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I guess we haven't recorded since I finished watching the whole thing for the seventh time. I was <laughs> amazed that it was only the seventh. Um, <laughs> I gotta watch it again. I'm I'm gonna skip around a little bit because um. Regine and I are on a panel at GeekGirlCon. We're going to be talking about Game of Thrones, and we're each picking one of the um, female characters and kind of talking about their archetypes and how they have changed throughout um, the storyline, throughout the seven seasons. And so uh, mine is Sansa. I didn't go up and pick Sansa. I let everybody else pick first. Although I was happy when <laughs> Isabella said she was going to do Marjorie um, because I'm like, I really don't want to do Catelyn. Oh, right. Interesting. Well, so, yeah, she, she doesn't really... Um, but yeah, so Sansa, like, and now I'm thinking about it. Sansa has there's a lot changed the most, I think, of mm-hmm. any of the characters. So there's a lot to to kind of process with her. So I'm gonna, you know, skip around and watch mm-hmm. some of her scenes before. That's I do what I need to do too. I need to go back. Watch through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got Danny though. There's not going to be a lot of skipping around for you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, all right, Stephen, have you been reading anything? Uh, no, I've been too busy no. watching, um, playing video games and watching Netflix. I got all caught up on The Good Place. I got all caught up on Voltron. <laughs> By the way, The Good Place is a very good television show. Yes, and if you yes. haven't seen it, you should. Oh, it is. Steve, yes. do you have Prime? You have Prime? Amazon Prime? 
I do. Uh, yeah, currently, yes. Okay, you should watch Forever. And Noted. We should talk about it because nobody's watched it, and I wanted. I tried to get like the embassy to like come, and okay. I want. I don't want to tell anybody anything about it because okay. I didn't know anything about it when I. It's only eight episodes. It's half an hour episodes each. It's not like a big. It's called what? Episode. Forever. Forever. Yeah. So right. I'll check it out. I will yeah, watch forever. Out. Yes. I will watch forever if we can do a uh, geek embassy watches at uh, the good place. Sure, I'm down for that. For sure. Uh, maybe you maybe like at the end of the season. Because yeah. like um I'm gonna but I'm gonna binge watch it all at once. Yeah. But um because I can't watch TV shows a week at a time anymore. I just physically cannot. Um but I'm gonna binge I'm gonna binge the good place like crazy. Yeah. It's holy yeah. forking shirt balls. <laughs> so good. Have you ever I haven't watched it? that one either. I have oh, I love oh, the good man. place. It's, it's so good. So the, good. The, the, the spoiler alert, you can't curse in the good place. Right. So that's okay. why they say holy forking shirt balls. My God. It's here really what it comes down to is Kristen Bell is a national treasure. Oh my God. She's amazing. I mean, and I loved her Ted before. Danson, but... Ted Danson is also very, very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Janet. Yes. Specifically bad Janet. I, I particularly like getting down with the fact that I like bitchy chicks. Janet is amazing. <laughs> although she's not, although, um, not a chick. Um, nope. So okay. you, you've got to watch the good place. Yeah, the good place. Okay, great. good place is so yeah. good. Yeah, right. so yeah, anyway. so oh, good place yeah, and course. forever. Okay. Forever's like I said, forever's easy. It's eight eight episodes of half an hour each. So and it's Maya okay. Rudolph and uh, Fred Armiston. Armiston. Okay. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Nope. <laughs> It's so good. I don't. I don't know why. I, like, it just was one of those things that popped up on on Amazon. And I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, I'll check this out. And I absolutely adored it. And I tried to get Chris to watch it, and he watched the first three episodes. And we were watching it while I, my my daughter was playing on um, the iPad, and I forgot that there's so much swearing in it. There's <laughs> like every other line, is, and I'm like. But she wasn't paying enough attention, so I was like, oh, God. Not that yeah, I you- really want to, like, I don't really mind if she, like, learns those words and uses them. Yeah. But I try trying to, like, like, nobody at our school does or anything. Right. I don't want her to be like that kid, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing with Anna. Like, we swear in front of her all the time, but I think she understands that she just doesn't do it at school. Right. Like, she doesn't yeah. do it at home, really, either. But yeah. we're like that, really, is they're just words like seriously right um yeah but anyway i know it's not um so i think we need to wrap it up uh for this week thanks so much for listening if you have questions comments or any other feedback you can send us an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com that is also our handle on twitter and we have a facebook page i didn't talk about this at the front of the show because i haven't done it in a couple weeks but i typically rounds every other week for the geek embassy i will write one this week regina i promise um, <laughs> but Thank um you. yeah um my handle on twitter is at nicole tanner uh regina as noted at the top of the show is head geek at the geek embassy she's also hosted game on girl podcast what else do you want to talk about regina Oh boy, um, we're gonna start watching Doctor Who, so that's oh. gonna come up for watches. Uh, it's gonna be my first season. I haven't watched it yet. I have to like figure out how I'm going to stream it. Um, yeah, so we're gonna start watching Doctor Who. Uh, we'll have disco, but not until next year. Um, there's something else we're gonna talk about too, and I can't remember. Is um, it the Name of the Wind? Are we doing the Name of the Wind? The I, book? Uh, we can. We can certainly do okay. that. Well, yeah. I thought. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Um, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to make it oh, to okay. that. Right. Um, because I just right. know myself, um, but Crab okay. <laughs> is in charge of, uh, reads right now. I put him in okay. charge of it. So he is, okay. he's the keeper of reads. I was kind of hoping we could jump in and do the girl with the red balloon because it's been <laughs> so good, but yeah. I feel a little bad being like, Oh, everybody's reading this other book. And I'm like, come read this book with me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I really, and I hope we do, uh, if we did the, we, we could do the good place and forever. Yeah. So Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. So Stephen is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. So besides playing all those games, Stephen, have you been putting up a lot of content? Um, believe it or not, no. Actually, (laughs) um, I really, um, you know, you know, I I had this has been a very useful um couple, uh, a useful month because I always talked a whole lot of crap about how I wanted to do EFG full time, and then I had the opportunity to do so, and then I realized that. Uh, it's not something that you can do full time as of right now, mm. but that's okay. Um, I think I just got intimidated by too much time there was. Also, depression mm. is a thing. Everybody, get on your meds. Um, <laughs> but um, our holiday gift guide is going up this week. I was working on cool. it feverishly. Um, also, um, now that I understand how OBS works, uh, that's open broadcasting um, software. Mm. In case you're curious. Um, uh, we'll be doing a lot more video content because I found out that cool. I like doing podcasts and videos more than I like writing. Um, and, I'm, and spoiler <laughs> alert, I'm actually better on a podcast or a video than I am in the written word. And Nicole has edited for me. She can vouch for this. Uh, and so, yeah, I expect more video content to be coming out. But our holiday gift guide is coming. Um, all the video game systems, uh, all the board games, it's going to be hot and crazy. Uh, it'll be up by the time this podcast goes live and cool. hopefully I'll be uh, set up to go to work um, soon. And and then I think I'll, I'll, I believe that I will actually produce more content while I am working full time than I did <laughs> just by nature. The fact that um, it'll be nice to be making real money. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening and back with you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.